You are listening to the 1830 Podcast Network. Find us easily by searching 1830 Podcast Network directly on the Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts app, or Spotify app. Also visit us at facebook.com forward slash 1830podcastnetwork for more information. Welcome to the 1830 Podcast Network. Hello, my name is Tony McIndoo. Uh, doing things a little bit differently today on this podcast. Uh, originally, when we started the 1830 Podcast Network, we wanted to try and get some of these uh, older generations stories down. We wanted to record them so we could listen to them again, so the the younger generation could hear them, possibly. Uh, just kind of wanted to get get these recorded for us uh, to have forever. And we started the podcast network about you know about a year and a half ago. And shortly after that, I asked my father, uh, Brian McIndoo, if he would go over and speak to my grandparents, Don and Betty McIndoo, and just get something recorded, uh, get something down for us, and see if we could make a podcast out of it. Uh, my grandfather was a great storyteller back in the day, and he has some amazing stories. And unfortunately, it was a little bit harder for him to remember those stories when we did we recorded this um back in september of 2020 uh, my grandma betty mcindoo was there and she helped him remember some stuff and uh i think you're gonna like the uh the audio we got i know i enjoyed it uh it's pretty great to to hear my grandfather and i just wanted to uh start this out kind of explain the situation of what's going on and I hope you enjoy this podcast. What we would like you to do is tell us about what you know about the song, Stretch Out Your Hand, and how it came about uh, by inspiration during one of your sermons. Okay. Go ahead. Don was preaching, and Lois was inspired to write, write the song, Stretch Out Your Hand. Dad, do you have a testimony or a story of something in your life that you can share? You mean anything? Yeah. Anything about going to Mexico. Going to Mexico the first time, something that happened in Mexico, something that happened in Africa, something that happened like the story when the Lord saved your life or when... I think you gave a testimony recently about Clarence Wheaton showing up late and people shot his car and you would have been in it anyhow, anything like that. Well, that's an interesting one. I know that story. So go ahead, if you get to that point that you think of something, just go ahead and tell it. Well, Clarence Wheaton and kind of got me started on, on going to Yucatan. He's the guy that went there first. And he took me down and we had a we had a good visit. I had studied Spanish for a couple of years in high school so I could speak a little bit, but I had a really hard time understanding the people down there. But we did get we did get close. It was really nice. I, I remember Manuel Cabrera. 
he was one of the guys that, that started the work in, in, in Yucatan, in San, and he was a wonderful guy. It was a really experience for me to, to go to a place like that where people were, were encouraged about the gospel already. They were enthusiastic about it. So it was really fun for me to be able to try to talk to them. I had a hard time understanding them, but I was able to speak to them with my little ability in Spanish, and, and we got very close together. He went down with Clarence <clears throat> in 1953 and spent Oh, two or three weeks, and then he came home, and we got married. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it was Manuel. I'm trying to think of the name of the... Well, it was his dad, I think. Yeah. What was their name? Fernando. No, no. Cabrera's the last name. Oh, what was their names? No. So did you guys go back after you were married? Yes, oh, then yeah. in 1954, we went down in June and were there about six weeks. And that's the year that we, they were setting up a trap for us. They were going to shoot us as we were riding bicycles from Tukul to from Tukul to Tsan. But then they heard that Clarence was coming, and so they decided to wait till he got there to get us all at one time. But we fooled them, and we got we left before Clarence got there, and uh, so Clarence was driving his carry all from Tukul to Tsan and had a load of people in the car and as they were coming back to Tukul they started shooting at his shooting at him and there's bullet you see where the bullets hit all below the window but none of them hit the window so nobody was hurt and they didn't go through because there's two layers of metal and it only went through the first layer. Anything else? Any other testimonies or stories you have? <laughs> He's got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, gosh. What about when you were a child and sick in the hospital? He got amoebic dysentery and was in the hospital all summer long. And finally the doctor said the nurses are going to kill him so they better send him home because they kept giving him food that wasn't good for him. So we went home and, and we had a, a little grocery store where we bought meat and stuff. And they would give, it was, when it was hard to buy meat, and 
they would they would give him food that he could eat and he managed to recover <laughs> who was they his parents no the people from the grocery store oh a little tiny grocery store Gosh, you're reviving my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Don and I always had a a dream <clears throat> to live, to buy land and live by the, have our houses all around the church, not thinking that would ever happen. But we outgrew our little church downtown and had no parking, and so... The group of us there decided maybe we could buy some land and build a church someplace else. And so when we finally found the land after Don and Louise did a lot of searching, and we found the land and bought it, and then, but we had to sell our house to be able to do it. And so we were sitting there in the living room one night and Someone called and said, do you want to sell your house? And Don says, yes. And we had the first people that came out and looked at it, bought it. So we had money to be able to buy the land. And we built our house and bought the land with $24,000. Which and you did what? Huh? And then what did you do? We moved into our house. <laughs> <laughs> then we built the church after that. Yeah, built your house too, right? Yeah, we built the house. Full stories. <laughs> yeah, we, <clears throat> we started to build the house in June, but we really didn't get into much of it until I think it must have been July or August when we really got to working on it, but we moved in 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 September It wasn't quite done, but almost and Kathy and Duane moved in with us So they could be saving money to build them a house Bill and Karen oh, Malone we, lived out here too. We bought we bought land Brian wasn't sure he wanted to, to get into it, so we bought two of the third acre plots in case he decided he wanted it. And a little while later, he decided he did, and he built his house next door to us. And Kathy and Dwayne built next door to him. And Patsy and Gordon built next door to Kathy and Dwayne. So we bought five acres out here and split it all up into third acre lots. Didn't you try to sell your house some time before that to move to Missouri? Yes, we did. We when when all the group when Orrin and Esther and Ed and Louise and Skate and Francis all moved back to Missouri, we were gonna go too. So we tried to sell our house and we got nobody to look at it at all. So we decided maybe that was what we should do is stay here. And then when we sold 
our house and we're ready to move out here. I got to wondering, was that what the Lord wanted us to do? So, so one morning, One morning, <laughs> I was praying about what we should do. Should we move to Missouri or build a house out here? And the Lord told me, I'm with you. So I just took it that meant to do what, whichever we wanted because he'd be with us. And so we proceeded to build out here. Did Dad try to find a job in Missouri before? Yes, he tried to find a job and it didn't pay enough that he, we could even think about going back there. When Don retired, he was only going to make half as much money as he was making when he was working. And we couldn't even save a penny while we was making the whole amount. So I got worried about, well, how are we going to do this if he's only making half as much and we can't even hardly get by on what he was making. So, of course, he goes on a camping trip and leave me at home and I got to thinking about it and, and worrying and stewing and crying. So I started praying and the Lord told me, I'll take care of you. And he has. We were able to save money that we've never been able to do before. I thought we'd have to change our lifestyle and cut out a lot of things that we did, like watering the grass and stuff. But we didn't change our lifestyle at all. And the Lord has taken care of us. So that unfortunately was all the audio we had from uh, that day. Uh, it it's pretty good considering um, they they really don't probably don't understand. Probably have never listened to a podcast either of them. So um, I definitely want to appreciate uh, them being willing and able to uh, to record that for us. Uh, and once again, if if anybody else has any ideas of you know some of their their grandparents or their parents even uh, some stories that they want to get down, we have. Uh, microphones that you can borrow we can get you set up we can do that 
I just want to make sure that we have some of these stories that are that are saved and that everybody else can hear them if, if they desire to be heard. If they want to tell their story, I'd love to get them recorded for everybody. Uh, the very beginning part, I was hoping to get a little more information about that that song, Stretch Out Your Hands, because I really have a, a really cool testimony. And I do apologize if you've heard this testimony before, because uh, it's one of my, my go-to testimonies. But uh, the song, Stretch Out Your Hands, is uh, a song that I've grown up, I grew up hearing and singing in church and Phoenix for you know my entire life. And I couldn't even remember. It had to have been 10 years ago, if not you know, probably more than that. Uh, I was sat down in a church service, a sacrament service on a Sunday morning. I was sitting next to my, my grandparents and my, my grandma on the other side, grandma, uh, grandmother Meredith Malone was sitting right behind me. And uh, my grandma Betty was sitting right in front of me. And uh, before the church service started, I had the song "Stretch Out Your Hands" uh, running through my my mind and on my heart. And I was like, you know what? I'll probably call for that song. I don't know why. I just I want to hear that song today. And after the sacrament was uh, handed out and the prayers were going, I I popped up and I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna call for that song because I really want to hear that song. And I grabbed the uh, the hymnal. And I could not find stretch out your hands. And I'm sitting there and I'm going through the hymnal. I cannot find it. I looked in the index. I'm like, surely it's called stretch out your hands. Uh, maybe it's called something else. I don't know. And I'm looking for it. And I'm looking for it. And I can't find it. So I just give up and I'm like, well, I'll have to ask, you know, somebody afterwards or ask my grandma afterwards where, what number that is or where that song is. And, uh, just about that time, my grandmother, Meredith Malone, called for stretch out your hands and that song if you're from the phoenix local that song uh you might know is an extra song that's kind of like a bonus track if you will and it's glued to the back page of the hymnal and i was like oh i totally should have known that that's why i didn't remember but that's really cool that my my grandmother called that song and we started singing that song and i was like oh that was really cool that was that was kind of an interesting Thing that I had that song on my heart, and then my grandmother called for it, and then my grandma Betty, that was sitting next to me, uh, she reached over, uh, leaned over, and started talking to me, and she says, "Do you know the story behind this song?" And I've literally heard that song hundreds of times, and I've never didn't know there was a story behind that song. Didn't know what was going on. I just thought it was probably written in the you know, 1800s or 1700s or whatever. Uh, and she said. The the person who wrote this song, I think I think her name was Lois. She wrote this song after listening to your granddad Don's sermon. So the song came to her during a sermon, and I was like, "No way!" So we're sitting there and we're in church talking. So we, I was like, "I better just ask more about that." But that was I kind of blew my mind. I'm like, "That's really cool. I need to know more about this this story, how this song came about." And probably two minutes later. Uh, Apostle Jay Moser uh, stands up. He was up in front of church and he stands up and he begins to tell the story about how that song came to play, how that song came out, explain the whole situation. He knows it pretty well. He told me the whole story. And I just thought that was a really cool uh, testimony. I never, you know, I don't really have experiences like that where it just kind of everything plays out like that. Um, and that I literally felt the song in my heart and then I wanted to listen to it. I wanted to sing it. I wanted to hear it and I couldn't hear it. And then I heard it. 
because my grandmother called for it. And then my grandma told me that story. And then I wanted to know the, the story behind the song. And then Jay told me that story. And this is all without me having to do anything. It was pretty great. So, uh, I asked my dad to ask my grandparents that question. Um, and unfortunately, uh, my, my granddad wasn't able to recall that story because I, I had since then I've heard that story from him. He tells it wonderfully. And I was hoping to get that recorded so everybody else could hear that. And I was going to tell this testimony. So, um, that it's kind of a little awkward little first question, but, uh, I figured I would just throw it in there that way. I can kind of, uh, tie it into my testimony afterwards right here. Um, so once again, I appreciate you for tuning in. Um, I hope this uh, finds you well. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, and once again, if you have anybody in your family, your grandparents, your parents, even yourself, if you want to record a testimony, uh, I can get you set up with the equipment to record it. I can help you edit it. I can edit it for you, and then I can let you listen to it before we put it on a podcast. Whatever you want to do, I'm you know this is this is meant for you. Uh, if you tell a testimony on a podcast, then you always have that testimony recorded. So you don't remember or you don't forget it. It's, it's going to be, um, saved for you to have always. So, uh, you don't have to try to remember all the, the details. If you can, you know, make some notes and write that down the first time, then you're all set. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it and thank you very much for tuning into the 1830 podcast network. Have a great day.